When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying out a new thing, and everyone is going to introduce one of these weeks. Uh, Later, I got some news. Uh, Joe is running late. He is part of the podcast still. Don't worry. He will be on momentarily, and that is when I will share my news. Uh, But as for now, Billy, how's it going for you? It's going well. I'm kind of pumped to hear this news. I'm sure it's uh, maybe has to do with a certain gift that you received yesterday evening. And we uh, will talk about that later in the podcast. So pretty excited to see, you know, what you have to say about that. But other than that, I'm doing well, doing well. It's a fine Wednesday evening. All right. Well, while we're waiting for Joe, let's talk about a little bit of news or uh, lack thereof news. It is now June 2nd as recording this June 3rd, late June 2nd, as you're listening to this, maybe later. No news. And... Nothing on the Julio or the Ertz or really any NFL news other than so and so is going to be. There's been good. some. There's been some restructuring of contracts to free up cap space. There, you know, but who knows what that means? Who's that for? We don't know. So really, we only have the uh, rumors when it comes to Julio. Um, it's up to five teams now. Um, we already knew about Tennessee and New England. We kind of had them as the front runners, as me and you talked about last week. But Seattle, Baltimore, and San Francisco have entered the fold. And um, Los Angeles, but they have now since dropped out of the fold in quotations. Exactly. But so did they're Seattle. Probably, they're probably monitoring the situation, which is what a lot of teams are doing because we do monitor. You, how do you not monitor the situation? It's exactly. Really I feel like everybody should be monitoring the situation right now. So do you feel strongly one way or another at this point? Do you think that this deal will get done. Do you think there is a team that he will go to? So I think the teams that need him should, you know, that it shouldn't be a question like Tennessee obvious need. I'm on the Des Fitzpatrick train and I will ride that train into the ground. As soon as Julio gets there, the train will be off the tracks until he gets hurt. 
but whatever. I, I am so not in tune with pop culture. I had to Google what a Stan account was because you have yours as Des Fitzpatrick Stan account, which oh I'm, I'm glad I don't pay attention to social media. And That's all from that Eminem. That's I, like I got it. I was really happy ago. that it was an Eminem reference. It started in 2018, to be fair, according to Urban Dictionary. I don't even think that's true. I, Stan, Stan the song. I know when that. the song came out, but I'm telling you that it didn't start becoming a thing like a Twitter thing or whatever. Was Twitter even around in 2010? Yeah. Yes. All yes, right. it was. Uh, that's it was like 2008. All right, man. Well, wow. I'm, not, I'm not up on my pop culture, man. I you and Joe just never cease to. What are the Infinity Stones? Are they, is that a, is that a jewelry? Uh, I never mind. I'm kidding. I don't even want to get you in on that. And you're a Lord of the Rings fan. So like you I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan because I look like a hobbit doesn't mean I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> you ha- you haven't seen all of those movies? I have seen all of them. My wife said Lord exactly. of the Rings. Exactly. Was your wedding dance related to Lord of the Rings? No. The our our decorations were though, I can't say. No, you all had some kind of routine dance. That was not a Lord of the Rings dance. That was more of a walk. Are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely sure. We had Oh, a was Harry was it Harry Potter? No, that oh, you're talking about the video, the song. It was a Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Hey, Potter. Joe, am I losing my mind? Did he not have a routine dance at his wedding that was like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? The song like that Squirrel Nut Zippers, dude. They're a jazz band. I I, know. I I appreciate it. It was a phenomenal. I was there, and I feel like I've like I've never. I all right, like I wasn't all right, there. Time, no. time out. We'll, we'll talk about. I was having a great not... time at Josh's wedding. I didn't listen to what the fuck was being played. That's true. Well, no, it was, was their dance. We were all watching the wind. on the floor. Yeah, he was busy swaying candles, making sure the wax didn't spill okay. everywhere. Well, all right. See, anyway, Joe's here. Joe's here. We got some news. All right. I just want to let you guys know this will be my last podcast. I am done. I. I Good. feel like that's fine. That's fine. Good luck without me. I feel like people either hate me or love me. And that's the best part about this podcast. But I, after, after yesterday, Billy has been telling me he's got a gift for me. I just moved into a new house. I thought it might've been a housewarming gift. It was not. It was a, it uh, was a housewarming gift. I thought gift. it was a t-shirt. Whenever I grabbed it, I was like, it's a t-shirt. They bought me the athlicity shirt. My fucking mm-hmm. word. My catchphrase. Nope. Close. Kyle Pitts jersey shirt. You wasted however many dollars on a, a jersey shirt. A jersey for no reason. And you literally, you guys, I, I feel like every week I try my hardest. I think our listeners know that I try my hardest not to talk about Kyle Pitts. And then you Rashad baiting me and just put me in this fucking spot where I got to talk about Kyle Pitts. And now all I'm doing is talking about Kyle Pitts. So now our listeners hate us. And probably well, now you have a shirt. Now you have a shirt to commemorate your love and hate. It's a thin line between love and hate, by the way. And now you have a shirt to commemorate it. I don't see how this is a bad gift. The best part about this is, is if he flops, I get to wear it all the time in front of you guys and just be like, hey, check out my sweet jersey shirt. That's just great. And I'll when he sp- performs awesome, you have to wear that in front of us. I too. get that there's a, be a we'll have been on the bandwagon early. I get. Hey. <laughs> all right. I'm not actually quitting, but I hate you guys. I got really excited what this gift was and uh, I shouldn't have been. They but, didn't even have his number picked out when we placed that order. When Billy yeah. placed. That what order. is this number? Is this number eight? I don't know. I don't even know. Whatever, whatever was on they that shirt. Them great. I don't know. I, I don't know. They literally, awesome. they told me they weren't going to send the shirt until he had his journey jersey number finalized. So I was like, well, hell, that could be any time. They said July. So I'm glad to see it made it there much earlier than I thought. Well, I hate you guys. And he is the number eight tight end in redraft leagues in my eyes, not number four like I'm seeing right now. So just do not bite on. Do not bite on. Man. It's so nice. 
It's good luck. That shirt. All right, let's get on with the show. I'm pissed off enough. <laughs> okay. Well, Joe, how are you doing this evening? How was your trip that you just got back from right now? Top on the podcast. That was great, man. It was it was absolutely great. I made a uh, huge sale to close out the day, so um, feels Wait, how pretty are, good. How are you making sales on the golf course? Making sales on the golf course. I make sales all the time. I'm a salesman, Josh. Born salesman. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk a little uh, AFC North today. Um, hopefully, Joe, off in his merry golfing trips has understood that we're going to talk about the AFC North today, and we're going to start with the uh, not the best team, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they come in kind of a team that needs, you know, a little, mm, a little something to get the get Cincinnati back and excited about them. They lost A.J. Green, shipped him out, finally ended the arrow with him, and replaced him with Jamar Chase. So... Josh, do you want to give a couple thoughts on some players that uh, you would like to talk about on Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah. Um, before we get into the whole, uh, you know, how they're going to do this year, I think that there's some value for fantasy on this team. Uh, let, let's, I'm going to start with defense because nobody would see that coming. Uh, but Sam Hubbard on the defensive line, uh, he's been great the last like three, four years. Uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell together as a duo for safeties. Uh, you know how high I am on safeties. If you listen to last week's podcast, um, I I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of their linebackers. I'm not sure who will do it, but, uh, there will be some options there, but, uh, I think some of the defense players are, are definitely an option because they're going to be on the field a lot. Those safeties, Sam Hubbard, he's going to be rushing a lot. So I, I like those three guys. And then honestly, their entire wide receiver cast, Jamar Chase is going to go probably way too high in redraft leagues. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I think will be a really good value this year, as long as Joe go. Burrow can actually stay healthy because that offensive line, as we know, is going to be a problem. Uh, and then even T Higgins could, could slide in and take over that. It could just be Boyd and Higgins. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase is going to be Poor good. T. But... Higgins. Poor T Higgins, T Higgins is the number one wide receiver on that team. I'm just saying <laughs> I would draft I'm telling and... you right now. I would and will right draft now. all three of those guys in one of my leagues one way or another. <laughs> You're going to draft all three in one league? <clears throat> no, no, no. I actually like that. No. In all the leagues that I'm in, there's lots of I them. I mean, talk about hedging your bet right there. I'm going to take all I, of them. I like their offense, I think. And then Mixon, I've never been a huge fan of, but he, he has a chance for fancy points. What do you think is going to help Mixon this year? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Having that's, Joe that's where I'm at with it. Uh, he had, had Joe Burrow last year, too. The I, wide yeah, receivers, I mean, it's going to help. Well, where? He, AJ Where was are you taking Mixon? I'm not. Yeah, RB two. I'd say if he if he made it to the third round, I'd take him. Fourth round. He hasn't been falling in the third round at all. He's always. Well, I'm like saying if he did second. fall to the third round, that's yeah. where I would find value in taking Mixon. Um, if people are that off of him, I think their offense is going to be improved. And I mean, if he's in the third round, I would take him in the third round. If he's You're not afraid of round, Captain America or Pookie. No, I'm 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 not. Um, <laughs> I just want to highlight. I want to highlight a couple more names on here. Um, they acquired Trey Hendrickson in free agency from the Saints, who he had a massive year last year, and will be a good. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to cut into Hubbard's value because he plays on the opposite side of the field, but he, you know, can be a big disruptor on um, defense and also Logan Wilson. If you're looking for a linebacker on this team that if you want to stash him late, 
I would jump on the Logan Wilson train. I don't, <clears throat> I would not take him as one of my top three linebackers, but if you're getting to the order in the drafts and he's there in defensive leagues, I would just take a flyer on him because I think if there is one that's going to pop, it's going to be him. And they're going to be on the field a lot. So I think the signing of Larry Ogunjobi is absolutely going to open up both those ends to do a lot of work out there. Um, <clears throat> my biggest thing is Jermaine Pratt ever going to do anything ever. Not looking that way. Probably not. Big I mean, proof here from him. I don't understand why they don't put Logan Wilson in the middle. I really don't. I agree completely. So how how are you guys feeling comfortable taking Joe Mixon, knowing that that offensive line is in shape? I am absolutely not comfortable taking Joe Mixon. I will not take Joe Mixon. Because Joe, I feel he's like a, you draft Joe Mixon all the time. He's a workhorse back. A Joe I mean, likes a Joe, you know. He's not in a share. That that's why he has value. If he no, he, he definitely has value, but I mean, he's going the the run on running backs <clears throat> this year. I understand the value there, but you're talking like 25 running backs in the first what three rounds, three and a half rounds, like right yeah. there. I mean, that's pretty much where it's at. I think at that point, people are just grabbing running backs to grab running backs, which you have to do. But Mixon scares me. I'm not not sold on him. I agree. Um, what order? Do we think the uh, these wide receivers finish at the end of the year? T. Higgins number one by a mile. Non-biasly T. Higgins. T. Higgins by a mile. Are you talking about the three of them as a whole, like or so? Like like, at the end of the season, when you're looking at wide receiver one, two, three in terms of points, which what order do you think between the three of them? Yes. I, I see Boyd as the true number one here. Uh, I think Jamar Chase will be good, but you see it all the time. Rookie wide receivers don't pop in immediately and do what Justin Jefferson did last year. I can see Chase being close to that thousand. He probably be, will be one of the thousand yard uh, rookie receivers that I'd mentioned, but I think Boyd will be number one. And then I think T Higgins will be a valuable number three. No offense, Joe. Sorry. No, I mean, I if T Higgins in the red zone is my, I mean, he's, he's gold for them in the red zone right there. He this, could basically play tight end for him. But Thaddeus Moss is going to take that over and oh my God. really stud out. Oh my God, that about that nice. one. Thaddeus <laughs> Moss, who's currently fifth on the depth chart, by the way. Yeah, he'll so, be he'll be one in a month. It's fine. Quite the mountain to climb for Mister Moss. <laughs> um, yeah, because Jamar Chase is kind of the home run threat. Tyler Boyd's kind of the sure-handed catch guy. He's gonna you know he's gonna catch ten balls, probably gonna get 80, 90 yards. And then, yeah, you got T. Higgins for the end zone, and he could be a big play guy too, depending on you know how they wanted to use him. So I, I, I could see this offense being really good. I, you know, there's a, a path there. It's really the O line, which we don't really discuss much O line on this show. But as you could see, me betting money on or betting fireball shots on it, I really thought if they didn't up their O line game, then it was going to be a disaster. So I'm hoping for the best for them, but. They didn't do anything really to make me feel better about it. I think with that O-line being the way it is right now, and, I mean, you have to put into some aspect, how does Joe Burrow respond to this? Because it's very possible he just starts seeing ghosts out there and really, you know, I I like him. I think he's a very talented guy, but I think the whole (laughs) offense rests on that. And if he's, you know, if he's seeing ghosts out there and he's not going through his reads in the right time, I mean, it could really affect all three of them. Because it's tough to lock on to one of those guys when you have three studs out there. So it will be very interesting to see how he comes out of that recovery. 
I know a lot of teams don't have great backup quarterbacks, but the backup quarterbacks behind him, Brandon Allen, uh, we've seen him in Carolina. He's not terrible, but he's he's not great. So if Burrow goes down, it's just what it was last year, a lost season. So I'm not I, I'm not hoping that. I hope I hope he actually can stay healthy, and I hope that offensive line finds some rhythm and can actually block for him because this could be a really good team if that offensive line is good. All right. Well. Speaking of lost season, uh, they currently have DraftKings currently has the over under for the Cincinnati Bengals at six point five. Good number, bad number. You think they could get to seven or not in that I mean, seven, seventeen game season? Kind of. I don't know how to bet this stuff. Like I, I don't know how comfortable I feel with it yet because it's an I extra th- game. So. I feel really comfortable with that 6.5, especially with that 17-game season. I think that adds it to it. I think 6 or 7 could easily be there. Um, I'm not betting thousands of dollars on this, but like if you wanted to just throw a random bet, and if you're in Vegas and you want to throw a random bet on there. I, Would you feel more comfortable with 7 or 6? I, I, yeah, 6, obviously. I don't think they're going to win a bunch of games. I think they could, but once again, it rests on that offensive line, and I don't have faith in it. Gotcha. So, all right, just to kind of wrap things up, looks like we are uh, kind of projecting them to have a not great season. The first ever 6-11 and 11 season. Have you seen the schedule that they are starting off with? I have not. Do you want to let us know? Yeah, I'll run you through it. Um, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. week one. Um, then you got Chicago, week two, which that could That's be easy either way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Green Bay. That could be their win. Baltimore. I think they'll probably beat the Lions. It could be two and two start out. Yeah. Lions and the Jets following that up. Raiders, probably not. Chargers, probably not. 49ers, not. Denver, possibly. Of course, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, probably not. Finishing it up with the Chiefs and the Browns. So, yeah, I don't see much more than six. I only heard five in there. That I felt like, okay, that's for sure a win. I mean, division games, though, are really good games. Most divisions, uh, especially the NFC East. But that, uh, the that NFC North. I get it. I get divisions it. different. I think that they have a chance to beat the Browns and the Steelers and the Ravens. If they, if they have the home game and they get the right uh, – Blocking, you know what I mean. It all yeah. comes. It comes back to the offensive line. Yeah, offensive line. I'd say those defenses are all bloodthirsty this year. So Miles Garrett is going to hurt him at some point. Well, look at the Steelers' defense; they're going to hurt him. Baltimore's defense; they're going to hurt him. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, all right, maybe I feel a little bit less comfortable about that six point five. I was Thank about you. to say I. I do not feel good. About Come over to 6. my 5. side. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I only heard five wins on there for me personally. One fluky one, maybe, and then that gets you to six. All right. The the uh, principle of the matter is the Bengals can be good eventually. That is a good roster, and they're, none of those players are going anywhere for a while. So they're definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. They need O line, and they need a little bit of defensive help, and then maybe we can start. You know, they need a running speed, back. Is what they need this up. I don't think that's their main problem, but I think that is a problem. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to team number two on our list for the first half of this podcast, which is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, kind of coming off a disappointing end of the season, in my opinion. They, it didn't seem incredibly close in the playoffs. Um, as far as making their team better, 
yeah, I did they this off season? Like just to start off there, Joe, do you think the Baltimore Ravens made their team better this off season? I think Bateman was a ridiculously good pick for them, and I feel like it's super underrated. Um, defensively, I mean, I don't think they did a ton to to address anything. They're really relying on a step from Patrick Queen there. Uh, secondary is definitely getting a little bit older. Um, but I, I don't see – I think they ultimately are better. I mean, their offense, if they can at least throw – I mean, they have three of the best running backs in the league in Lamar Jackson – uh, J.K. Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards. I mean, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. J.K. averaged six yards a carry. Edwards averaged five. And I'm trying to figure out what uh, Lamar Jackson averaged. Does anyone know that? Uh, probably a, a good chunk. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they they really can just, just run the ball right down the throats. And as long as that defense holds up, I think it's, you know, old school gritty football. But – I think Bateman unlocks another dimension to that team. It allows Marquise Brown to streak the field. It allows Mark Andrews to get open deep, which he does all the time. And then you have your sure-handed, you know, safety blanket right there in Bateman, if he develops that way. Um, that's what I'm feeling on that one. Um, so I, overall, I think they gave themselves a chance. They gave themselves some wide receiver help. I know Sammy Watkins is old, and I know he's really only good week one. Um, so they should hopefully get that first one. Uh, Everyone draft him for week one. Uh, get him for week one. You you definitely yep. want him there. Uh, I, I like I like the Bateman play. I think they got depth now at wide receiver, which they definitely lacked the last couple of years. Uh, Marquise Brown and uh, Miles Boykin were hopefuls on the wide receiver front, and then Snead they've had had they had for a very long time trying to make Snead happen, and it didn't work. But I think the most impressive thing is is they protected. Uh, Lamar Jackson got Zietler and Villanueva. We're going to talk about offensive line again, apparently uh, from Pittsburgh and New York giants, not respectively. Um, I honestly am kind of shocked. They didn't do anything with their running game. I know that they have good running backs. I like JK Dobbins. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. I'm surprised they didn't make a move for the number two or number three. I feel like they're always drafting running backs, not saying anything against Gus Sebbards or justice Hill, but I'm kind of shocked they didn't either draft one or find one in free agency. There's, I mean, still a lot of running backs out there, but. Um, Gus would be a number one on a lot of teams running back wise. I really think so. I just, and I like, I've liked Gus Maybe. Edwards. I've just never seen that number one from him. He has a good game and it's possible to have a good game he's, and not be a good one. backup. He is a good backup. I'm not mad about it. I'm just surprised they didn't. Cause I feel like they always bring. Sounds like you're mad about it. I'm I'm super pissed. <laughs> super salty. <laughs> but their defense is uh it's been great. It's it's they've had they've had a pretty good core of defense for a while. I think like uh, Joe said Patrick Queen needs to make that step up. Tyus Bowser's been kind of decent but not great. So really just looking for something from the linebacker core. LJ Fort is actually not a bad backup middle linebacker or no he's a he's an outside linebacker but I don't know. I I like it. I just don't love it. <clears throat> yeah, I uh only thing that I would, you know, I continue to come back from even though you all poo-pooed me last week or a couple weeks ago. Um I don't know what they're going to do on offense and I, that until they show me what their plan is to um incorporate better wide receivers, which they have now. Um I can't trust them and that's just the way it is. I I won't I will be staying away from this offense as far as um, the wide receivers probably quarterback too, but 
I mean, mm. I'll take J.K. Dobbins if he drops a little bit, but I, I, there's nobody on here other than Mark Andrews that I trust 100%, and it's just – I just don't trust him yet. I mean, Lamar – the only thing I don't like about Lamar is he's going to go so high as a quarterback that there's not really going to be any value there taking him where he's going to fall. Honestly, so, I love the value you're getting at Lamar Jackson right now because most likely – I mean, he's number he's five still going, most. He's still I, going high. I, I think Dak and Kyler and obviously Josh Allen are all above him now on the depth chart. I would feel very comfortable getting Lamar Jackson. He is a running back. He puts up 30 point <laughs> games. He's had a, he had a rough season last year. He had no one to throw to. I like what they did with their wide receivers. There's he's, he's still a running back. They still got Dobbins and they got Mark Andrews. I, I like Lamar Jackson. I don't no, know. Did you hear Kyler a running back mastered anymore. the offense? <laughs> yeah. But, Kyler yeah, has mastered like that comes out offense. in the year. Cliff yeah, Kingsbury. Yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> no, I just – he can't run forever. That cannot happen. He and, cannot. And be You're successful. Right. But like, he can't if that, run this if that's year. the plan every year, like, I don't – he I even kind of stopped running last year. So, I don't – They addressed it. They got Rashad Bateman. I think he's going to have a great year. I would definitely Steel. buy him. I would buy him because he's probably very low. Uh, Sammy, I'd stay away from unless it's week one and, and uh, draft games. Start Sammy Watkins week and one, then, trade him the next day. I hey, love Marquise Brown and I want him to be good, but I would not draft him unless you're getting him in like the ninth round or something and he's just sitting there and you're like, yeah, sure, why not? Exactly. That is, that's exactly it right there. And <clears throat> I don't know. I, as far as the defense goes, um, I would hone in on Patrick Queen. I think he takes the next step this year and is going to be it's going to ball out joe you disagree absolutely disagree well you really? gave up one patrick, patrick queen Green? you had him really? in every league that this i've ever been a... in with you no man i this was watching the games last year obviously i was watching a ton of patrick queen there because i wanted to be right about him they started to phase him out there at the end i mean he was he was not in on key situations and stuff like that unless that changes i could see that continuing to happen um just with him Started out really yeah. hot, and then, I mean, I don't have his snap percentages in front of me, but he it was a like rookie every... last year. Like, I, I don't, I mean, is he like? Uh, do you think they gave him up on him too soon or something? Yeah. No, I just, I just, I, I just think like first round in last year. There's no way that they're not going to give him a shot this year to prove himself. No, he'll get a shot. It just seemed they didn't trust him in big situations last year. He I was think, always on the bench. I think people just get so hyped about rookies, a.k.a. Joe about Patrick Queen, and a.k.a. everyone about Kyle Pitts, that, yeah, I brought him up Jesus again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I brought him up again. I'm just saying, he's a rookie. He's never played an NFL snap. He he learned. I think Patrick Queen can be okay. I'm not, like, going out and trying to buy him number one overall in a defensive league, but I obviously, like, I, I think he's got the chance there. That middle linebacker slot and the Ravens, that defensive line's good, but it's not great, so people are going to make it through. All it takes is him to be on that spot and he's got a tackle so i like how you don't start buying in players until they're like proven studs already you're talking about me or joe you why you're like well people are buying in on patrick queen are people buying in on kyle pitts like patrick queen's not a stud i'm telling you i like patrick queen he's not a stud yet i i just proved you wrong right there these are some offensive points. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> All right. Well, does anybody else have anything else on the Baltimore? I mean, did Patrick Queen have an injury last year? 
Mm, I don't, I don't remember so. it. I don't think so. I think he played the whole year. I mean, he was just kind of on a limited snap. Yeah, the first three games, he was about 70%. Then he bumped up to 80, got all the way up to 98, 96, 84, 91% of the time, and then dropped down to 65, 75, 81, and 67 for the remaining games there. Because he was so, a rookie. Says he got COVID. No, and he got COVID. At some point. 2020, man. No- lost season. In November. In November. Well, that was that was earlier. I don't know, man. That's what the thing says. This report says. But this I'm is not. what Google says, and it says he got COVID. Okay. <laughs> Said COVID eleven twenty. Well, then All that right. would make more sense. What's what's their what's the Ravens over under? What's Vegas got the over on this? under for the Baltimore Ravens? Is eleven wins? What? Oh, absolutely not. Eleven wins. The- they're gonna win the win the division according to I think DraftKings. I, I, I think this is a tough division. I know that the Bengals are gonna have a tough time, but I think that they could potentially beat the Ravens. I don't think it's a lost game yet. And then the Browns and the Steelers can both beat them. And that's really what these eleven wins come down to, because they're gonna have to beat their division to get that, which I think they could win the division, but I think it'll be a little bit more contested. I I would not be upset about going the under on this one. I think that's a high over. <clears throat> I feel like it we need to make sure over. that we keep track of the over-unders, by the way, so that we're not under on every team. Their yep. schedule's not that bad. I know that, but they got they still got I'm a just, tough division. I'm just reading the schedule, man. I mean, week one, they got the Raiders. Week two is the Chiefs, so one and one. Week three, Lions. Week four, Broncos. Week five, Colts. I mean, they could start off four and one right there. Chargers, eh. Cincinnati, yeah, by week eight. Uh, Vikings, Dolphins, Chicago. Then they got Browns, Pittsburgh, Browns, Green Bay, Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. So they have a really hard schedule to that end That is it. a tough but, ending. Yeah, that is a I tough mean, ending. They could start out really hot off the gate, and if they split going out, they could get 11 pretty easily. I, I would take the under on this one, and I feel pretty comfortable about it. I think that they could get 11 wins, but you don't win on that, so... I agree. I think they're going to get under as well. But then again, you know, 17 games. I don't know. What you got on it, Billy? 11 11, See, the problem is I think it's 11 on the dot. 11 and 6 sounds right. I agree. That's the problem. If it was 10.5, I think I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. That's my problem here because I I really could see them getting to 11. Not to Um, mention – I don't want to wish this on him, but a mobile quarterback, if Lamar goes down, there goes that 11 immediately. Or if he has to take a poop <laughs> in a primetime game. <laughs> he said it so casually. He's just got to take a shit, you know? Sometimes you got to shit, man. Hey, man, that I watched that game and almost cried grown man tears when, that, um, when he came back from the locker room and he was just fine. And I was like, this man just pooped. Can't let Baker have that fucking primetime win. Fantastic. So it was a hell right. of a comeback. It was a hell of a comeback. It was a hell of a game, even. Like the the you know, it kind of just proved how bad the Browns defense was when that game happened. And still is, you mean? Um We'll get into we that. We got a whole we got a second half of this podcast to to deal with that, but All right, well, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and finish this division up. 
What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. Let's do it, Billy. All right. right. Let's talk Cleveland Browns. We'll let you take this one. Um, Well, I had the Pittsburgh Steelers pulled up because I was going to save my passion for last. But if you all want to do this, then let's do this. Nope, I want to do it. All right. Well, other than quarterback, I think this is the most complete roster in the NFL. Did you just hate on Baker Mofield? I didn't hate on him, but he's not top 10 or maybe top 10. He's not like top five, though. He's not top eight, uh, especially for fantasy. He's neither of those things. But Jarvis Landry, old Odell Beckham, old Donovan Peoples Jones, Hollywood Young. Higgins. Not that great. Nick not, Chubb. People's Jones, not Higgins. I do like Higgins. Kareem Hunt. And the Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant tandem on <laughs> offense. I love this offense. I don't know who I would pick for. Okay, so team aside, just fantasy purposes, you kind of just need to hone in on who Baker Mayfield likes. That seems to be the key to how you figure out who to draft on this team. Because he throws it to who he likes. Maybe he's going to make Hollywood Higgins a star. Maybe he's going to make Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, go way down the uh, depth chart. There's Ryan Switzer on this team now. Maybe he's going to be a star. You just never know because Baker has a very strange way of honing in on receivers on this team. He'll throw to guys you've never even heard of before and make them stars. So as far as fantasy goes, you're going with the running backs. You're probably grabbing Jarvis Landry because he's going to catch Odell Beckham. I personally wouldn't take that headache because Baker and him do not seem to have a connection, and I don't really know why. And I don't think the football world as a whole can explain what that connection, like what's wrong with that connection. But, and I mean. So real quick, I I was going to let you go, but I can't do it anymore. Who has... Uh, Baker Mayfield made a star other than Rashard Higgins because I have not seen a single star not, come out of Cleveland that he made I wouldn't a star. Say, I wouldn't say star, but I would say on the team, 
for that particular week, you don't know who the star on the team is going to be. Okay. Like maybe it's going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones, five catches for 100 yards. Who knows? And Nick Bosa and the D-line too because he gets sacked. He's made lots of defensive players look really good. I know. I still remember that Nick Bosa just grabbing his manhood like from Baker Mayfield that I think it was a Thursday night game. Sad to watch. Sad times. So we'll get into – you know, the actual overall expectations of this team. But fantasy-wise, I don't really want anyone except for the running backs. I don't mind grabbing Odell or Landry or even a Higgins late, but their offensive line is phenomenal. Like, they do probably have – they at least have a top-five offensive line. I don't want any part of their tight end conundrum, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, and then Joku. Harrison Bryant's the one you want to take, by the way. Okay, I don't want any of them. Um, And then – Nick Chubb and Hunt, yeah, but Baker, no. Odell, maybe. Landry, maybe. I, th- I feel like Odell might come back with a passion this year, but at the same time, I don't feel comfortable with that. Although, I hey, feel comfortable quick, with Baker as a late quarterback. You know, as a, as a backup, as your second quarterback. Well, I mean, like late starter when everyone else takes all the ridiculous guys yeah. early. Honestly, not really. There's a <laughs> lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, but in your home draft, while well, everyone's taking the the round three run on quarterbacks, you know Baker's the seventeenth quarterback from what I'm seeing yeah. right now. I would take him yeah. as your backup, absolutely. Matt Stafford. What's Stafford going right now? I would go Stafford's with the Baker. At 12. Yeah, I would go with the Baker Stafford mix right there. That'd be cool. I'd I be just happy. the inconsistency of Baker is what killed me, and I know it was because Odell was gone last year, but it's just he could put forty up. Or the running backs could score all the points. So I think now that he's had a, his first full year with a coach, like that's going to come back for a second year. I think that he could actually, you know, prove himself since since he's gotten to the league. He's never had a second year with a head coach. And I think that that's going to matter when it comes to his ability to play. Um, if we want to get to the defense, I, I there's a lot Jack. on this defense that I appreciate. Jack. They have some um, fantasy relevant stars, is what you're trying to say, right? I mean, we don't. Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. Don't have to hype him up anymore. But that secondary is going to be fun. Troy Hill, John Johnson, Denzel Ward, um, Grant Delpit, if he can come back full health. Yeah, um, not- I like. All of those guys, dude. Ronnie yes. Harrison was one of the sneakiest pickups ever last year. Mm-hmm. That was that was studly. I think you're not starting any of those guys. Say, I, feel, I feel like the only person you're really starting I, is John Johnson, Delpit, possibly Ronnie Harrison if he takes over Delpit's spot. But I feel like you're not starting cornerbacks. I get their cornerbacks are good. I'm not saying that Ward Ward has played like a safety, so he's actually kind of fantasy relevant, but. Dude, Greg Newsom was such a good pick for them. Was really helped the team. Very one happy one thing that. they were missing. One thing they were missing on that team because Greedy Williams didn't pan out. But hey, uh, Anthony Walker is a safety linebacker too. I would, I would honestly, if you know, I wouldn't take him as my number one linebacker. But if it snakes back around later, grabbing him. Jadavion Clowney is not a good fantasy guy, but he's good for the team. I like their backup defensive line is what it is. So Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney are awesome. They signed Malik Jackson from Philly. 
They got Tack McKinley mm-hmm. behind them. I just think that there's going to be a good rotation there, and it's going they're going to be fresh. Clowney and Garrett are going to have some big years, and I think some of these guys might too. Well, and then you got the Joker that's going to come in at some point. I mean, he's on according to this list, he's not a starter, but he will. I think he will be by the end of the season. I think he might be by the end of training camp. Yeah, yeah. Plus I, he, he kinda, starts he, as a starter. I feel like he plays mm-hmm. as a hybrid role anyway, so he kind of could play a little secondary. She's a little ball hockey for a linebacker, which is good. What they need. Yeah, I uh, I just I don't I'm not I'm not overly excited about their offense. I know that they have it's the same offense. Like they didn't do anything with it. They grabbed Anthony Schwartz, who's and the I don't think they need to. I think they just need time. They just needed time to get the offense put into place from the head coach. That's it. That's all they needed to do, and that is going to prove very good for them. I think Stefanski came in. They had a good offense. Made the playoffs. Won a playoff game. Almost beat the Chiefs. Good year. It didn't, but almost did. That's why I said almost. Yeah, I just I, I'm not excited about them. I'm I'm happy. You know what I'm happy for? I'm happy that the Browns are not as bad as they used to be. That's what I'm happy about. They're giving Irrelevant. it a, a good. Yeah, they're giving them a good football chance. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's get to where Josh will probably accuse me of cocaine use. So the Cleveland Browns, according to DraftKings, over-under is 9.5. Hammer the fucking over. Yeah. Hammer it, people. Hammer that fucking over right now. I'm I'm speaking to you in your ear with your fucking money. Put it on the over. They're getting double-digit wins, and it's not – It's well, I, oh, wow. Can't, don't use mine because I'm probably going to put money on it anyway. But <laughs> – if you want to make money, if you want to, you know, you want to buy a boat, want to buy a new, you know, new car. Fucking Dude, you're put about to lose someone their Browns. house right now. Tell them to bet. You the, want to buy Browns a boat? over 10 wins is a lock, the lock of the century. I think I, I would, I right now I'm having it 12 and five. Uh, from looking over the schedule. <laughs> Fucking Homer there. Is, is 12 and five crazy to you? It's not Patrick I, I, Mahomes yes. saying. 20 and 0 or whatever the hell Chicago's going to beat him week three and send him straight into a nosedive. So I'm not saying no. that they won't get that 10. I think they could get the 10, especially with 17 games. I do not think they will get 12. I think they'll get 12. I'm prepared. They'll get 12. Whatever you want on this, Josh. All right, let's do it. Uh, fireball bet this. Let's go fireball bet, man. You, you'll take 12 wins. I'll take anything. Well, let's go 11. Cause I feel bad now. I, I mean, no, you, you said 12. 11.5? Do you want to do 11.5? 11. 11.5, right. I mean, same concept then. Yeah, fireball bet on it. Write it down. I'm writing it down now. I'm, I'm not confident. This team has the best fucking roster, and they have, they're they going to have their coach for the full year. It's that full second year. Do you think it's Nothing. better than San Francisco? Nothing. No, I don't think they're better than San Francisco. You just I think said San Fran's the got team. the best roster, but they're oh, Browns you mean best roster? I thought you meant like yeah. the team's better. Oh no, talent-wise, no, but roster-wise, yes, as a complete product, yes. Okay. I it just, I just don't see it. I think. What's that, your problem with it? Like, state your case. My problem is that Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think he's okay. He doesn't have to be good. 
was Brady amazing this year? Yeah, actually. He was pretty great. <laughs> come come he, on, man. Did he not he win a Super Bowl? that was fucking fourth down against the Bears. Yeah, He's but that old. wasn't because of him. That was an old the man moment. You don't think the defense was the reason they won that Super Bowl? You think it was because of Brady? No, I think they got there because of Brady. I think the defense won the Super Bowl. I think, I think you completely did not watch any Bucks games last season. It was not Brady because they were winning those games. Um, he threw some dimes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Joe, what do you do you have any opinion on the Cleveland Browns? I like the Browns a lot this year. Um, and fantasy-wise, kind of with Josh, I like the running backs a lot. I think Odell, he could – I mean – People are drafting him on based on name. I think you could get some value there to be pretty uh, pretty good. Um, but mainly just the running backs is what I'm feeling with them. I like the Browns, though. I think they're going to have a hell of a season. I think so, too. And I think they're yeah. going to win 12 games. I don't. Well, no need to litigate this any further. We've got a bet on it. So we'll just move on to our last team. Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of had a disappointing end of the season, fellas, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. <laughs> after starting the season 11-0, and I think it was 11-0 or 12-0. and And then they just started losing and just kept losing and then had one of the most embarrassing fucking games I've ever watched in my life against the Browns. That was embarrassing. And I, I don't know. It, it was sad. It was sad to watch. Felt like I was watching a car wreck happen live, um, live TV. But I think they're going to remember that, though. Hopefully. I hope they do. They talk so much shit. Their fans talk so much shit before that game. And then to come out looking like that, ooh, ooh, yeah. wasn't good. This really is the last hurrah for Roethlisberger, man. Um, I mean, I, I, don't, like I don't understand how they're going to do it because that line is <laughs> – no bueno. Um, Najee Harris can take some pressure off of him, and the wide receivers obviously are going to be open pretty much every time because uh, that trio is ridiculous. But um, I think it really rests on how healthy Roethlisberger is. I think a lot of the problem last year was just him being older and running out of steam, and uh, I, that's how I take it. It's however long he can take them. I mean, the defense is going to be there. It's going to prevent a ton of points being put up on him, but – can they reciprocate the real question? Yeah. Um, fantasy wise, I'm uh, not super excited about Roethlisberger. He has the chance. He's a good backup. I, I wouldn't be upset with having him as my backup. I'm not banking on him being my backup, but if he was there and there's nothing left and you waited on quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris. I'm really interested to see what he does by the time uh, the season starts. He's going to be so hyped up and he's going to be like, way too high probably but i still want him tight ends not so much i, I want to see what freermuth's gonna do or however you pronounce his name uh but he's not gonna be fancy Fryer relevant Muth. just Fryermuth. i just want to see what he's gonna be able to do he's he's the replacement for ebron there uh but the wide receivers man it's a fucking dart throw but i'd be excited about any of them they got deontay johnson leading the pack it's a good dart throw because you're not getting bad value juju has been shit on and he's still actually pretty decent fantasy wise like looking at his stats so i wouldn't be upset about any of them i didn't believe in deontay johnson last year i will say and i was wrong because he looked great joe believed he was like freaking uh mold uh molder on x files man he wanted to believe i wanted to believe yeah. and i did believe 
those the wide receivers are the only thing that I'm really excited about on this team, but it all kind of starts at the quarterback position. So is Roethlisberger going to be able to throw them the ball? I don't, don't know. see how he won't be able to with Dude, three they got of them. Haskins. They're in good hands. Because he's old as dirt. He's built like an abominable snowman. My th- he is an abominable snowman. Uh, I think the fact that there's three of them is good for him because you got three people that there, no one really has three good coverage corners. So one of them's going to be open and it's not going to have to be a perfect deep shot or anything. Uh, I think exactly. that Najee Harris gets ran the shit out of this year and I'm really excited about him. If he doesn't get really high, I, I I'm going to try to draft him, but I'm not pulling the old Edwards Hilaire thing like I did last year. I I bought I bought the hype for no stupid reason in one of my leagues, and it it cost. It's going to be me and Joe, me versus Joe for Najee Harris. Who can take him the earliest? <laughs> I'll take him first pick, man. <laughs> I mean, in our league, that's the one not thing bad. I we really want to see is that stupid goal line formation they do, where they take Claypool on the end round, and he always scores because he's like seven feet tall. I hope mm-hmm. Najee Harris just ducks his shoulder into him one time, knocks him out, and is like, no, this is mine. Stop that shit. <laughs> I will say I, I got do, so tired of seeing that shit last year, man. I do not like Claypool. He ruined me fantasy-wise and Eagles-wise because that three-touchdown game uh, really upset me, and I still cry at night because of it. Man, that's he sad to told see me it. about that, actually. Well, let's, I've been seeing, let's talk I've been about this. Counseling. Who, it's fine. Let's talk about this who's who on defense, too. I mean, this defense, whew. I mean, if you if you can get even three of these guys, you're going to have a stacked IDP roster. I mean, I'm Devin buying. Bush, TJ Watt, Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Awood, Alex Highsmith, like Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is the ultimate tease in fantasy. Man. He is. He is. He God. had that one season where he. Six, he got an interception like, every game, every freaking game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the, the Eddie Jackson. Season. He's the Eddie Jackson. Hey, uh, you watch your fucking mouth. That's what Eddie <laughs> Jackson did. He had that one good year, and everyone bit on him and wanted him, and it was like, oh, he got four tackles a game. He'll be back this year. You watch. Him. I hope so. I hope so. I think he's probably I, on some waivers right now. Honestly, go pick him up. Give him a shot. Honestly, Terrell Edmonds. I've had him in a lot of leagues, and he is a, mm-hmm. a sneaky safety sleeper. Uh, he he gets about eight tackles a game. It's never anything super flashy, but. He is consistent, and that's what matters, and especially in fantasy, uh, especially for defensive players. I like, obviously, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush. Uh, Vince Williams got a sneaky uh, value for him, too. And then Cam Hayward, one of the one of the top defensive tackles. If you have a defensive tackle slot, you want Cam Hayward other than mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. They have DeMarcus yeah. Christmas on that line, dude. That That's the yep. best name I've ever heard in my life. Well, so, I mean, Louder Milk's there, too. Louder Milk's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> louder milk awesome. is a pretty darn good name but demarcus How old Christmas? is vince williams uh old I think. 2013 oh, draft so. old and broke man that's us he's he's our age. <laughs> oh no oh he's us oh no he's, uh, he's, us. Oh, no. he's actually older than us want... so we can't call him old. one year yeah but yeah old and broke I, man i hate that they're older than us now or oh, as old as us and they seem old. Yeah, it's like get that guy off the roster, man. He's a freaking geriatric right now. Um, one thing I'm worried about with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is their line doesn't look as good as it used to. Um, oh, God, no. They lost some people, and it is – I'm not sure how good these people are going to be, but I think that it's going to be a little less. I think Najee Harris will help that 
help Ben get a little protection because they don't know if it's going to be a run or not. Uh, without Connor there, I mean, Benny Snell really, Benny Snell, McFarland, both were okay. I do like Kalen Balaj. I will say that's a sneaky sleeper running back to grab. I know that Najee Harris is there and he's probably going to be the dude the entire time. As a handcuff or just a late round deep, like say you're a 12-man league and like your last pick of the draft, I'd grab Balaj. Uh, he looked good okay. in the past. I'm not saying I'm I'm buying all of him, but I, I, I wouldn't be upset about getting him, especially in a dynasty league right now. Um, I have him in one and I am not upset about it. I, I think I wasn't expecting the Najee Harris uh, move when I got him, but you know, at the same time. Yeah, I just didn't like Connor. So called that shit, to... man. You I think you traded him to me. Thanks, yeah. Joe. You're welcome. I just I I don't want to. I mean, this is always the stupid thing that you always do on sports radio or whatever. But like, I don't think Najee Harris is prepared to play around around a worse O line than he had in college. <laughs> like, I think the Alabama O line is going to be about you know about as good as the line he's got now. And that's a college team. So makes me nervous for, for our boy Najee. But hopefully he's he can gonna hurdle through. him and he'll be fine. Hey, so have, what's their over under? First overall dynasty. But okay. So let's get what's to the over under. Let's let's see. Eight point five according to DraftKings. Under. I'd I'd take it. Man, another under. I think uh, I think with the possibility, obviously this is a tough division. So I mean, obviously they're not all going to win ten games, but I think I think nine is reachable here. I think they're going to be a lot like uh, the Bucks division was at the NFC South. I think they're going to be a lot like that next this, next year. I think that Cleveland will be good, Baltimore will be good, and the Steelers will be good. I mean, they did it last year. I, I they went eleven and zero to start this. No, not eleven and zero. How? how did they go 11 and 0? Yeah, it was 11 and 0. Why? Because you didn't seem like a real stat. No, no absolutely not. not. But I think they are starting week one against Buffalo. That's, I think that might be a slaughter. They're yeah, going to get their ass spanked. It's going to be a hurt. I'm not like putting all my money on this, but I think nine wins is not unreasonable for this team. It's got a lot of that defense will carry them a lot. 8.5 is the perfect number because it's literally like you're thinking to yourself, man, I could really see them at nine or like. I can kind of see him at eight too, though. Like it's kind of, you know, Vegas obviously knows way better than we do about this shit, but like, yeah, I could see him getting to nine. I could see him getting to eight. I, I you know, and I if like Roethlisberger gets hurt, does that even hurt the team? Here's a question. Does that hurt the team? If Roethlisberger gets hurt? Yeah. Unfortunately, we saw it whenever, uh, Mason Dwayne Haskins is there now, man. Yeah. But he can throw a 15 yard ball out of bounds. That's, that's fair. He's good at that. But yeah. I mean, Roethlisberger, who's you know four hundred and three years old, uh, I mean, uh, he's going to fall off of a cliff. I think it, when he when he gets to not be able to throw the ball down the field, I think that team's going to hurt. So, I think we could all agree this is Roethlisberger's know. actual last season. If Pittsburgh Dude, fans want to get back on track, he's playing at the end of the year. <laughs> Oh no, no! That O line is not going to be nice to him. Like, no, he's not going to be buying them. You know, ATVs after the season, or you know, you see all these crazy gifts that quarterbacks get their O line. He's going to give them a pat on the back and a good try. Like that's that's all he's going to get them for Christmas this year. So, good God, <clears throat> I mean, he's got. Right. Um, let's see, Tennessee 
Tennessee's defense, KC defense, Daniil Hunter against Minnesota. He he might not make it through November, dude. <laughs> it's very likely. All right, so to wrap up the division, who do we think is winning the division and how far do you think they could make it into the playoffs, per se? I think I like Cleveland to win it. I assume you Same. guys would both say that, obviously, Billy. Um, I think Baltimore wins the division. I think Cleveland is obviously a playoff team. Um, and I think Pittsburgh still has that chance to be a playoff team. I don't think that they'll, they'd have to sneak into the wild card. Yeah, um, seven, seven spots this year, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just letting everyone in now. <laughs> you just have to be a lot. I don't think they'll go very far. I think Baltimore and Cleveland can both make it a, a good distance. It's just making that hurdle against Cleveland or KC. It's all about running into the buzzsaw against uh, Buffalo and KC. Like, yeah. Are... Yeah. I think we can agree those are probably the, 1A, 1B of the AFC, but then after that, I'm looking at Browns personally, but that's just... It only you know, takes one game, man. Homerism. One game. Well, the problem is you have to pretty much beat KC and Buffalo. So it's two games, and that's the tough yeah. part. Because yeah. most likely if you beat one of them, unless it's Cleveland Ravens... There's only one as, by, so... Yeah. Maybe so you gotta, could trip up you gotta Buffalo. beat both of them, basically. Uh, I mean, Tennessee, if they get Julio, could potentially. They they had a pretty good run uh, in the playoffs the last couple of years. Uh, it's just actually doing it and getting there. Not to mention if they don't that, get Julio. That is true. Okay. Well, I think that wraps us up the division. That was the AFC North. Um, we'll move on to closing thoughts, unless somebody has a talking point they want to get to before the end of the pod. Well, I, I wanted to give Joe a chance on this. I wanted to see, and one person I didn't even touch on um, when we were kind of stalling for Joe, uh, no news on the uh, Julio or uh, Zach Ertz front, and also kind of no news on Aaron Rodgers. All three of them. What do you think is going to happen with them, Joe? Um, well, Ertz and Julio are old and broken, so <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think anything is going to happen there for a while. Um, I don't know. I think a team would be absolutely insane. Um when they were saying a second rounder to take on Julio's contract, that would make a ton of sense. But apparently now they're asking more for that. Um, Ertz. I don't know, man. I mean, it'd be cool to see him with Wentz. They've had success in the past, but I don't see that being much news right now at all. I mean, I guess everyone's really just waiting on Julio and, uh, and Rogers to fall. And personally, I think Rogers is in green Bay. Um, Julio, Throw a dart. I think the Rams make the most sense, but uh, the Rams dropped out. No, nah, they're still in it. It's all yeah. it's all I a mean, game. I'm sure they're still in it, but it's they're all, pretty it's much all a game. game. Uh, but, I mean, Ertz, that's why I you're not hearing any England. news right now. Josh said Tennessee. Yeah, I say I say L.A. Rams. I don't know. I feel like wow. the reason you're not hearing any you news money is because there's a lot of bidders on them right now. I mean, that's why you're not Ertz, but Julio. So Ertz, just... I actually saw, uh, not I mean to interrupt, but uh, there was like five or six teams that were, they called tight end needy teams. And a couple of them that I was really excited about, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, that one was really tough to say. And mm-hmm. then um, who was the other one? Um, Atlanta, right, Josh? Atlanta, that would, they're a tight end needy team, I would say. <laughs> um, no, but I would love to see him with Herbert. Oh, and Buffalo Bills, that was the other one. Could you imagine? That'd be cool. 
adding that, oh, yeah. that would be that would really be, that'd make a lot of them. sense. I think they've been trying to make uh, knocks happen, and it just hasn't been there. That's very uh, Kyle Pitts thing, you know, situation. Um, drafting him high just didn't didn't pan out. But is Arizona <laughs> still in on him? They actually didn't mention Arizona. Surprise! That would make a ton of sense. But I don't see why not. That would be great for him. They don't have a tight end. Dan Arnold. Okay. He sounds Please like an accountant. Get rid of man. Dan Arnold. He's Please just accounting somewhere. Depending on where Ertz goes, I I think I could put him at a, a five or six tight end still. I know that people think he's done and washed up. He had Old one bad broke. season. Dude, one bad season, no offensive line, and a shitty Carson Wentz. I, I don't. Josh, I don't I'm just it. trying to get old and broke be the name of the podcast episode. So just let me. Say I think it. it's called Josh quits the podcast. <laughs> That's a good clickbait title. It is very clickbaity because I'm still here. All right. Well, let's get to some closing thoughts. I I have a pretty good one, but I will let twenty bucks. It's about the Cleveland Browns. It's not. I actually already told you what it was going to be about, but you've forgotten, which is perfect. So I, I got so. You. I saw so I much surprise red. you again. Um, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Good. I like the I like the no answers. That's really good for you know the dead air on the podcast. Um, Golden so, broke, baby. In the league that we're all in, Kyle Pitts was put on the trade block. Oh right, you did. Say so it. I talked. I. You know, I was just chit chatting, trying to gauge what you know what what are you looking for? Like, I tried a Evan Ingram and Jamin Davis trade, um, just to kind of gauge interest. The guy said that was not close at all, which I was like, okay, calm down, buddy. Not close at all. That okay. So we cut, we went back and forth. You know, he wants to improve his team for this year. He's like, ah, you know, I can't can't trade the future. I was I thought that was a little odd, kind of contradictory statements. So I decided to offer him an offer that if he refused this, he's a freaking idiot. And here's what we did. Darren Waller, Xavier Howard, Henry Ruggs, Kenneth Murray, and a third rounder for Kyle Pitts, a first rounder next year, and Montez Sweat from Washington. Oh, well, that was your problem. He loves Montez Sweat. Yeah. <clears throat> he's always trying to get seconds and first for him. But he said there's no way that he would do that trade ever. I think like, you're, like that wasn't well, even close. All the bullshit aside, I think getting Waller for Kyle Pitts right now, a starting top three tight end, I think you're an idiot not to do it. But at first is a little dangerous too in a dynasty league. I get I get not doing that. But the fact that he didn't even counter or say anything, I offered no, him he straight said up. it wasn't close. He said it wasn't close. Like that's what I'm saying. I offered him Goddard straight up for Kyle Pitts just for shits and gigs because that's where I think I value him. And he just rejected it, never talked to me again, which is fine. Well, this brings me to my bigger point here. When, what are you doing? Like, what are people doing? We are on this podcast to help people win fucking games. Like, I'm not here to get you sixth place or seventh place in your league and try again next year. And you're so good at finishing $100. I'm, yeah, in a redraft league, sometimes this year I did I finish sixth this year? Didn't you didn't finish first or second? Am I did I finish first in any dynasty leagues this past year? I don't think did. so. No one remembers. So I wasn't in that league, so I don't know. 
but here I, I'm just <laughs> saying we're not here to get people sixth place. I'm not here to like, especially in a dynasty league. I'm not here to get you to sixth or seventh place. I'm here to help you fucking win. And if you're not trying to make your team better, like what are you playing for? Like I don't understand. I don't. I guess in a dynasty league, I just don't understand why you're playing if you're not trying to make your team better. And if you're not even willing to talk about it, if you're not willing to actually like, if you put somebody on their waiver or on the trade block and somebody comes to you about it and you're like, I need your wife, your kids, I need your dog, um, maybe a piece Jesus. of property close to your house. It, exactly. Well, that that's what's needed to make these trades happen sometimes. And it's like, what are you doing? Make your I, team better. I've what never understood. Fuck? Honestly, I, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves and Joe, you've done it. I hate when people put people on the trade block to put people on the trade block. Like, hey, tr- I, wa- I want to trade That's Saquon Barkley. Yeah, okay. I'll trade Saquon Barkley. Give me yeah, some shit for, for him. A decent price. But I'm saying, like, for this individual is putting him on there to make their team better, but not actually wanting to do anything to make the team better. They want yeah. you to come over the top with, like, let me trade you, you know, a million dollars for a $5 item. I would honestly do that. How every trade is. If the trade block's not for that, it's it's if somebody comes to you like without you know you asking for it, then sure you can turn them down to one a million dollars. But if you put them on the trade block, you want people to talk to you about it. That's the thing. You want someone to say something to you. So if I come to you about it and you're like, I want a million dollars, well, take them off the trade block, you motherfucker. They're not on the trade block. I'm sorry. I put Hopkins on the trade block. The only offer I received for Hopkins was Melvin Gordon. And yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what we deal with in these leagues all the time. It's like, you know, if you want someone, you're going to pay for it. You're not getting them for cheap. It's horrible, but Listen, I agree. You will you. legitimately trade. I think some people use this trade block as like a, Hey, I've got this player that you probably want. Come talk to me about it. And then they don't actually want to trade them though. That's not actually, nope actually yeah. a point of getting rid of them you will get yeah. rid of them. other oh, people yeah. won't and that's what Joe i'm that is my main time. problem here it takes me back to me being a salesman if it's not nailed down i will sell it which is like my team if the price is right i will easily trade it so my right. okay so you're you drafted kyle pitts right and you got him there and you're i mean i get what he wants he wants a running back that's what he wants because everybody right. wants a running back but you drafted kyle pitts and you get offered a guaranteed top three, top five tight end, why wouldn't you just take it? I mean, your value is not getting any better. Try to figure yeah, it is. You're out. I mean, you don't know that, though. The value could get way worse. He could no, never your value is getting better because you wait two and a half weeks when Julio Jones news drops, and then his value just That's skyrockets. That's fair. That is fair. His value will go up there. But you don't know if he's even going to be good. The fact that you're being offered Darren Waller, the top three tight end. No, I, I would have taken that trade easily, but... Or at least Especially counter. For Waller. Like you want to yeah, win this year, counter. you want to win this year. You're not even going to counter a trade for a top three tight end when Kyle Pitts. Like he could be good in the if, future. Like the argument was like he. Well, I don't. You know, he's going to be the number. He could be a top five tight end this year. I'm like, yeah, he could be. Waller is going to be though. That's the difference here. And if you want to win this season, all right. I my logic don't know what is, to tell you, my guy, if. If you put someone on the trade block and someone sends you not a, a troll offer, either counter or tell them why it's not a good trade. Most people won't even do that. They'll just either reject it and move on, or they just won't even idea have a conversation about the thought. So 
I think, or they'll be like Josh and send a counter and then delete that counter immediately. So mm. I get all happy because there's a counter offer and then there's all not right. one that's, there. That's my bad. I um, was working. Yeah. I was busy. I sent a counter. I didn't like it. I, I got, I got all, I got all flustered. All right. Sorry. I just, I had to get that off my chest. I, I think people abuse the uh, trade block, not necessarily Joe, because I know that you actually will trade. So I don't think you're I was being just, like that. I, was I think really... other people are being like that. And it makes me a little like, why even use, why even put them on there? Like what, why, why did you do I was that? Just you want to throw me under the bus here. No, no, that has nothing to do with you. It had to do with everyone in that league. Everyone was just putting all the stars on the trade block for like a week. It was like, yeah, I'll trade Julio Jones. Yeah, I'll trade Najee Harris. Yeah, I'll trade Chase Claypool. I'll trade Juju. And it was just like, okay, but you're not going to. Like, put people you actually are going to trade. Like, right now I have Melvin Gordon on the trade block. I'd trade him in a heartbeat. I have uh, Taysom Hill on the trade block, just for shits and gigs. You never know. Like, but I mean, I get it. I get it. Peanuts. We'll talk about New Orleans, but Quintez uh, Cephas on the trade block right now. Get it while it's hot. <laughs> I do want Cephas. Did you just flick hey, right. no, Does anybody else have a fuck you, Josh? Have a closing. Yeah, yeah. Closing I got a closing talk. statement. Go so ahead, I work a lot, and I just want to let everyone know: take a fucking vacation. Just, just get you some lake time. Go lake. out, just disappear for a while, play some golf. That's what I did. Lake time. Get yourself a damn vacation. Lake Shit's time. not worth going nuts over. I promise lake you that time. much. Whatever's bothering you, there's always lake time. And that's all I got. Lake time. Nice. Lake we'll recharge time. the batteries. It's good for everyone. It's good for the soul. All right. right. Josh, you already gave a pretty good point <laughs> earlier in the podcast. No, but... I got I got more. I just want to agree with Joe. Uh, a lot of people do not take that time, uh, myself included sometimes. Um but yeah, you really just got to make sure you get yourself some me time, man, you know, or some us time if it's a couple, you know what I mean? Uh, just take some time out of your day. Go kiss your wife, husband, whatever, whatever you got out there. Or if you don't got anyone, go kiss yourself. You know what I mean? But um, in general, uh, my, my closing argument would be don't don't waste your money on stupid gifts that people aren't going to enjoy. Um, just hmm. like, you know what I mean? If You don't have to buy someone a birthday present, a housewarming gift, a joke gift um you yeah. just sa- save your money just man paint the falcons logo green and now you have an eagles jersey i mean I, I don't understand i'm really hoping the eagles rebrand to red so that i, I can at least do that <laughs> i think it's a black <laughs> shirt so i think you're fine okay yeah. so the top two leaders and billy you always pick a good name but in my eyes it's old and broke now or go kiss yourself i think those are, <laughs> those are go kiss yourself was quite the advice to give someone i i would like I to see what that, for the single what that people meant. out there i was trying to say you know so you're telling me to go kiss a mirror i didn't or? mean it i didn't mean it as it was more of a figurative thing not an actual literal thing don't actually get gotcha punching. yeah you know what i mean it was more of a take care of yourself kind of thing it didn't come out right though I will treat say. yourself <laughs> treat yourself the new treat treat yourself is kiss yourself apparently <laughs> oh dude oh you do this for you guys just want to let you know. yeah for real it's a little bit of therapy too this is this is really what we're doing it for all right, Joe. Well, you want to? Well, actually, I guess we should give people the follow at offensive points on Twitter, follow at Ombre Bender, follow at Joss Hall STL, follow at Wiggins Joseph, um, follow the IDP Army on Twitter as well. 
find out how to get into the discord a lot of people are getting into this discord and there's some really good discussions going on in there i know you two don't really know much about technology or any of those that's not true i work in technology but i don't care about social media gotcha well no, I, posted I, would Discord, say, right? I would say, do you know about it if you don't know about apps? I that's, do you know, know what Discord is. Point. I play games, man. And you won't join the Discord because of what? I never said I won't join it. This is the first time I'm hearing Conscious it. Aren't you just objector or have something against your faith here? I don't know. Hey, I too dealt in conscientious objective. Not Nam, of course, but... <laughs> Anyway, follow, get in the Discord if you can. Um, buy the Ultimate IDP Index on Patch, Patreon. 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 Uh, we went over it last week with Jordan. That was a fantastic episode. It's a good, useful tool to have. Um, and yeah, just communicate with us. Let us know what we're doing right, doing wrong. Are these episodes too long? That's you know never going to change, but it, it would be nice to hear about it. Should I not um, tell you to go kiss yourself? Uh, I mean, Josh will give you a dollar if you uh, nope. if you add him again. Nope. Only <laughs> the one guy got the dollar, and he deserved it. Well, good Je- for him. Yeah, old John, old John Fisher, John Fisherman. All right, Joe, go ahead and close this out. All right, so we got fourteen and a half weeks until NFL football. So news is going to start flying. It's going to pick up. And we're going to be playing some fantasy football real soon here. So we're looking forward to hanging out with you guys this whole time, offering advice when we can. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter with any questions you have. We will address them on our show. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a lovely weekend and a good week. Stay safe. Go Browns.